today we're going to be looking at how to be happy every day. And this is going through the untold secret to turning anything into happiness. There are, when you really look at it, there are simple concepts that there, there's a certain equation for happiness. When this equation is met, happiness is the result. But if this equation is broken, then unhappiness, sorrow, suffering, and pain is the result. So we're going to be showing you how you can turn your pain into happiness consistently. And it all works in our life. This is, this is just how it works. But a lot of times we're not aware of how this works. So today the object is to begin to understand how God has wired to have greater sense of joy, fulfillment, peace, happiness, and joy in life. And once you can understand this, then it will help you to find greater fulfillment and also to be able to help others to make changes that can last throughout eternity. And we're able to help them to meet this equation that God has created in all of us. So uh, this is, my name is Nick Luckenwell, and here at the Army of Greek, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents dedicate them to Christ's service. If this is something that interests you, then I encourage you to subscribe and follow us on social so that you can get more messages just like this one. So what is this uh, equation to happiness? It's uh, actually very simple. And you can see this, this uh, the equation is here where, uh, where the, the equation is uh, to to experience happiness plus fulfillment, um, then LS has to be equal to LE. That, that's the equation. Now, what does that look like? What does that mean? LS stands for your life situation. It's in your, your life condition, your, your experiences, your circumstances, your, your, uh, the, things are, the, the situation that's currently in your life right now. When your life situation equals your LE, your LE is your life And you can write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. All upset is because of unmet expectations. Every single upset that we experience in life is because there was an expectation we had and it was not met. And that's how we found, uh, that's how we got upset. You can see it with everyone that you're dealing with, that you work with, that you your family, that, that you're laboring for, that's serving. It's all upset is because of unmet expectations. So all happiness, all joy fulfillment, this is because when your life situation equals your life expectations, that's how you have greater joy and, and strength and encouragement. Like, for instance, I was going over this equation with uh, Dr. Pacino one day, she was here. You know, do you remember that conversation that we had when um, when you're saying um, think about something that you you enjoy in life? What what is something that you're really happy about that you're you're really fulfilled in your life doing? Uh, do, do you remember that conversation? Not yet. Maybe if you go a little further, <laughs> I remember. You were saying um, you were saying that uh, one of the things that you really enjoyed was uh, working in education, laboring for gold, and the things that you are learning uh, and the areas that you're growing in laboring with young kids. That was something that you were extremely happy about. Right? Did you remember that conversation? Not as of yet. <laughs> okay, that's right. Um, well, uh, we, were, we were talking about that, and I was asking her why. Why, why are you happy about that? And what about laboring for people to do it here? And she was explaining how well uh, in, in the ministry, she was learning things that is helping her to understand the word of God like never before. She's understanding how to connect with people, how to make lasting change. For uh, for she talked about how to grow leaps and bounds that she's never experienced before. She loved that. And you can see in this, uh, her, her life expectation, her, her model for, for, for like map of the world, which is the meaning that she sees in life, is, is that development for her, she's really, she's really valued uh, development, growth, progress. She likes that uh, being able to improve day by day. And she saw how that her life expectation of 
growth and improvement and working for God and labor for others was equal to her life situation of being able to share with others what God had shared with, with her. And that was that was a that, that equation has resulted in an area of her life that she's been attached Then I asked her, I'm like, okay, well, let's see if this is also true if in this um, in this equation in the life situation is not equal to life expectation, then it causes unhappiness or upset. So I was thinking now think of an area of your life. What is a portion of your life that you have not happened that you're dissatisfied with your that you're not fulfilled in? Like what is something that you're not you're not okay with? And she's like, well, honestly, it's uh, how I get my time and it, it's the way that I Okay, why is that? What, what about not using your time the way that you like to uh, is causing that? And, and she was saying, well, I feel like I could be getting more done than I really am. And I feel like I'm uncertain as far as like what I should be focusing or prioritizing my time doing. But it seems like I'm wasting time or not using the best uh, opportunity that I can. And so it's like, I want to give more. I want to share more. I want to do more. But it's just how I'm doing it now. I feel like I'm really uh, limited in the situation. And so she was explaining that that was an area of her life she wasn't so happy about. And um, and sure enough, I see that her life situation, how she was using her time, was not equal to her life expectations or her life vision. That she had a vision to give more, to contribute more, share more, do more. And, and maximize her time for the Lord's service, and she, she was not doing it to the degree that she wanted to, and because her life expectation with her time did not equal her life situation and her experience, that caused unhappiness in that area of life. Does that make sense to people? Okay, uh, that's good. Uh, and we were we were discussing that, and you can see that this is, goes across the board in uh, in different areas. Um, and I remember when I was first learning um, about how all upset is because of unmet expectations. I began to like look through the family, and I was just trying to trying to really pay attention. And I, I noticed throughout the day the little like upset people did, or the little like disagreeable facial expressions they have, or you see that. They get disappointed, or their like body language may just change, or their face shifts, or their tone of voice flexes, flexes, and you just see these differences. And in my mind, I'm like, is this true? Is really could it be that simple? That all upset is the unmet expectation? And I see that, um, like, like, for instance, like, come on, really enjoy sweet food, and then it goes in, and then it's like a favorite dish, and like, um, and you just see that, that, uh, upset on a kid, and I was thinking, like, huh, what was the expectation? Was there an expectation? It's like, yeah, he wanted to eat food, he was looking forward to his meal, but then his face, and then, and then he got disappointed. I'm like, wow, like, I recognize the pattern, and here's the thing, the leaders are masters at recognizing patterns and choosing patterns, uh, and this is what Moses did, he used a pattern that was showing him on the ground, and he was able to use this pattern of the sanctuary, and uh, and uh, Solomon followed the pattern that was given to him to build the sanctuary, and Jesus is our pattern, and we can see patterns throughout life, and then we can use it. Once we recognize that pattern, we're like, whoa, that pattern can apply in other areas of our life. The same equation that works for humans to find happiness and fulfillment in ministry is the same thing, equation that will help her to find happiness and fulfillment in her time, how she manages the talent. So uh, that's just something to really consider and recognize that. Now, uh, we, we see that, uh, so when our life situation does not equal our life expectations, this causes unhappiness. Our life vision is not being that. This is what causes unhappiness. Now, there is a, there's a third piece of this puzzle that suffering occurs between this, this piece of um, this suffering happens when uh, when our life situation doesn't equal our life expectations.
and you have a belief. There's a belief that you hold that that, that there is nothing that you can do in your life. Your situation is not equal to your expectations. And you believe that there's nothing you can do to change it. I can read it. Says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials with which to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. I'm a little bit of a 
says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Uh, like, for instance, like, 
closing right? and you are using your business as a vehicle for serving, uh, serving Christ and spreading the gospel, and the economy for you, then you, uh, and that's something that we control the economy? No. Uh, so as long as we're blaming things outside of what we're able to control or influence, that's what suffering is going to happen. Uh, and we'll start explaining the situation of the adults I did not know I was unmuted. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No Thank you. 
align your will with the will of God, then if a beautiful thing happens, when man aligns his will with the will of God, man's will becomes omnipotent. Because all power is given to Christ in heaven and on earth. And he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. When you're fulfilling the will of God, you have all the resources of heaven to accomplish that same will. And um, by exercising the surrender of the will to Christ in the decisions of our life that affect our life situation, and it gets stronger and stronger. And that was at first was difficult, the repetition of the habit of God has created us this way. And uh, so that is that's one of the two ways
I was here, what's going on? And, and I was like, I was English. And really, English life was a living day. Uh, and and uh, just constantly reacting to all the pressures of life. And constantly, like, my purpose of living was to try to avoid pain and to try to find comfort in something. And I knew that it was similar in my heart. So I had this void that only God's love. I believe all of us were created with God's big hole in our heart that only God's love can fill. And if God's love is not fulfilling that uh, void, then uh, we're going to be seeking down the mind with whether it's video games, whether it's food, whether it's drugs and alcohol, or whatever it is related to the anything that we try to fill and replace that void. And that's what was going on. I'm just moving away from all, all, the, all the things of life. And, and uh, it wasn't until uh, my expectations of life. I had very low expectations. I honestly, I expected to die before I was able to I expected to take my life. I, I believed from age like 11 to 15 that I would never live to see my 18th birthday uh, because I couldn't imagine what life would live, what, what life would be like living in such a state of torment and pain and hurt. And uh, so when my life, when my expectations were changed, and a lot of it happened, and I was uh, at rock bottom and I showed up at the church in Michigan and there's a church ministry, there's a man who's leading with the love of God. And it's like, I want to enjoy, I want to fulfill it. I realized this is the worst I've ever been. I'm like, when was I the happiest? I was like, wait a second. I was the happiest when I was on fire for Christ. Like, you mean that I had the most joy, the most peace when I was on fire for Christ? That's incredible. Like, I want that. I need that. So I went to the place where I met this man and he told me, uh, and where I originally came on for Christ, and he took away, and then I was there, and he had a message that put, God has, uh, He has planted your life and planted seeds, and you can accept life in your life. When you change your life situation and accept Him to be a part of your life, He will take you on His journey. But it's unlike anything that you can imagine. And I was like, well, I want that I can do that. Effectively, He changed my situation. He told me how God, Jesus, uh, or the Father, exhausted heaven and earth and given His Son. And how I was able to find a purpose and a meaning and a love and so many of my needs were being met. I'm like, wow, I want this and need this. And then my, my purpose to live in my meaning of life changed. And when my beliefs changed about what life was about, no longer was it about just drowning my pain and numbing my mind. Now it was about, wow, let me discover this new and exciting truth of God's word. And as I'm, I'm finding things that are for my life, let me go share with other people. And then I began to realize like, that my life, like my purpose in life, my mission, my personal mission has been that way since I was 17, is to share with others what God is there with me. I love it. When I do that, when my life situation fits my life expectation to share with others what God is there with me, I am so happy to build and so passionate. That's where it's like, if you're speaking in mind, like my name is Nina Green Speaker, and I love this. This is what I can do all day, any day, every day, and never get tired of it. Because it lights me up. Because it fits with the places for happiness. My situation, like right now, sharing with you something that has really helped me in my life. And once I understood how the situation works, then I can use it to help influence others. People are hurting. People who are sick. People who are dying. Thousands that are going to Christ to save everything. When you have this equation, this tool, it equips you to equip others and to bring people to Jesus by changing your expectations of life. Changing the model of the world, giving them a new vision, giving them vision from heaven. Because when your vision harmonizes with heaven, then life has a compelling meaning. Life has, it's like you have this calling, you have this compelling vision of the future, this large force that uh, God's glorious plan and purposes for our life. I think when you get your expectation from God, as Psalms 52 and verse
like wall and the distance that we put between this moment in my life. And only the most painful emotion I've ever felt in my life is perpetuated that. And those are things that were 3.5. The pain I was afraid of, I perpetuated in my life by being afraid of it and choosing not to trust anyone because I had very low expectations for others. And so that was my coping mechanism for, for, for my child when I was younger. But now, as I'm giving my heart to Christ and changing other life expectations, now he's calling me to service and I'm realizing, oh no, like we have to update our beliefs. We have, just like our, our, our computer has software updates, we also need updates of our mind. Romans 12 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if, that, if we do not update our life, our beliefs, our life expectations, our vision, we don't get that upgrade. And um, just like a computer, what happens when you continuously postpone the update? When you say, like, wait for later, and then it pops up and it says postpone, and it pops up and postpone. What happens to your computer if you postpone the update enough time? starts to crash, doesn't it? It crashes, and that's how crisis is caused in our life. Crisis takes place, and there are problems in our life that are unresolved, that are, that are beliefs, and upgrade and meet our life situation and meet what God's calling us in our life. And um, we have not made that upgrade because our life situation is such and our beliefs are not able to, to support that and we're not in harmony with what God wants us then to talk to crisis in our life and we go through the severe what is suffering. That's right. Um, so when, when we upgrade our, our life expectations and help uh, and another expectation I realized for me that I had to upgrade is, first of all, like time, that was another thing where I was constantly trying to fit my questions like, how can I do the most amount of work in the least amount of time? And as, much, as often I was trying to figure out how can I do more and less time, that was the belief, that was the vision, that was my expectation. And then as I continued to try to get more done in less time, then my life situation never really met that equation. And it's like day in, day out, I, I had to frame and dispose of what I could accomplish in a day. And then by the end of the day, I had so much more to do and not enough time. I'm like, I always felt like I was behind, but it wasn't doing what I wanted to. I like, what do I do? And it was really, it was really challenging. And then I began to read and I started studying my devotions about how Jesus said, come apart and rest a while. There's a sermon that I heard from a dear friend of mine that it was called Be Still. And it was talking about overwork. It was talking about trusting God, taking that quiet time and communion with the Lord. And he was showing how that God doesn't expect the work of two doing in one. And how so often I have so much in life. It's like the, the weighty amount of that spending that quality time with God, the devotion that that season of life was starting to suffer. The people that I was around, they, they too were having push, 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 like go, 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 and the emotional life was being choked out, and there's other issues that were coming up, and so the expectations were what I would call, we had unrealistic expectations, so what I'm saying about changing your life, change your expectations, like, we have unrealistic expectations, and so I can't feel, and once I began to realize the limitations of my time through, my individual resource, individual ability, I began to learn about things like electric. I began to learn about eliminating, how to say no. I began to learn about automating, how to have systems, how to do things automatically, make a decision once and never have to make it again. I learned about scheduling and how some of these things allow us to operate and get more done in less time. I began to learn about delegating, less routine, other people's decisions, other people's time, teamwork, influence, leadership, and working together. And I realized that big vision, like if I if I am going to accomplish a big vision in life, then my life situation can't be working alone. I can't be thinking it's, it's going to be done right. I want it done right the first time, and therefore it has to be done by me, so that other people can accomplish it this way. I need to start trusting other people. I need to start allowing others to make mistakes and learn that and using their stepping stones to better. I have to learn how to cast vision, how to involve other people in the big vision, so we can have a similar expectation, so we're going in the same direction. I can learn new skills. Now, in this situation, is it is, uh, is learning new skills something that I'm able to 
Whatsoever we ask. 
We know that we have the divine that we desire of him. And this is the comfort that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. First John 5, 14, if we ask anything according to his will. Um, I was thinking desired instead of petition, so I'm thinking like that's the word. Uh, here, prayer, what is prayer? When you look at prayer, it's the opening of the heart. God, the desires of our heart. In verse 15, it says, we have the petition that we desire of God. So it's good to make known our desired outcome of the future. We make known the things that we want in life, the experiences, the character, the faith, the whatever it is. Uh, and in prayer, we are praying to God for this desire. Uh, but the thing that I was expecting that we need to pray, it's not about having confidence that we are going to get that outcome or get the, get the protection. And it talks about like how even as martyrs, sometimes there's martyrs who die. And, and it's like, it's, it's not protecting science that prayer. It's like, well, we have to understand this. We can have confidence. Uh, the thing that we can have confidence in is unswerving faith is uh, in his will that we're praying for his will to be done. That even if the specific outcome that we're looking for does not happen, it's, we're praying that God will be done. Uh, often the prayer that I like to pray is, I say, Lord, help my plans to fail and your plan to succeed in my life. That when I have a plan and my plan does not when it happens, or when I have an expectation that it happens, I don't get discouraged. I get encouraged. I get excited because I'm like, whoa, that means God's plan is being fulfilled in my life. God is answering my prayer. Even though I'm praying for desired outcome, I'm also praying according to His will. So, regardless of the outcome that takes place, I know it's an answer to my prayer because I'm praying that it's what be done. Now, I might be like, wow, it's like, what? Uh, how do we get sense of what to go through? First of all, we have to get the foundational belief. The thing that we have unperfect faith and unperfect confidence in is this one belief that we believe that God truly loves you, one, and two, that it means that you love Because if you really believe that God loves you and thinks that you love, and in other words, what this looks like is every human life that we are filtering through, recognizing that no matter the outcome, no matter the experience, no matter what happens, that everything in your life has been filtered first through the, the filter of infinite love. First Corinthians 10.13 shows us that infinite love filters every temptation, every trial, every test, every problem. It first has to go through that that God really loves you and needs to keep you well at first. And this is only if you're position, believing the first word we say that it's for your good and that it's because God loves you that it needs to happen. Uh, and it's another thing we can go through. Um, go to in Second uh, Corinthians, Corinthians uh, chapter four and verse fifteen. Second Corinthians four fifteen. Second Corinthians this is a powerful verse. I can read it if you want. Um, okay. Okay, it says, For all things are for your sake, that the abundance of grace might through. Sorry. Through thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. Redound to the glory. So this verse is saying, How many things in life are for your sake? All. Let's look at that. That means everything in life is happening for you and not to you. When you really believe 
forward was based on the limited belief that God loves you and He will make you well. If you can take it day by day, it will help you have bigger joy and more fulfillment in your life. The last thing that I want to share is this principle is here. One of the most helpful things that I've learned all year uh, is uh, when your expectations are met, all of that is to find the expectations. So what should we do when our expectations are not met? And how, what is one of the ways to change our expectations? Number one is to create your Trade your expectation for appreciation. When, when you meet when friends don't go the way that you want, or when life situation is not the way you expected, then a lot of times you can you can trade your expectation for appreciation. Like it was fun for me, but like I I showed up to to like to camp like this before. Um, whereas like sometimes like I'm expecting a certain food or like I'm looking forward to something and I come and it's like oh. Everything, every situation we can get 
for you that all your plans have failed is for greater good. So whenever I'm like super excited, looking forward to a plan, and, and look, you got lots of plans to be on with you. And your whole team here would not be taking place. You wouldn't be here right now. It was not for having a vision, having a plan, and going to work towards that. Planning is great. But do our plans fail? A lot of times. So why do we not get encouraged? It's because we're seeing how it works. Because things didn't go the way we expected or desired at first. It's not the outcome that we're having faith in God for. It's not the outcome, like knowing that, like this specific result is what God is going to answer prayer. We know that God answers, it's the faith within that God loves us and needs us well. That means, again, the meaning of perception that means that God is just bringing us something better. That means that there's an even better experience of greater heights of joy, and we don't see it as a stumbling block, but a stepping stone, where we can be higher and greater things in Christ and fulfill even more of the calling that God has on our life. And it's learning how to utilize all of the experiences of life to be for your good and for God's glory and for doing His will. And then we have confidence when we pray that prayer changes things. And that God is able to, to bring things about that he otherwise couldn't if we were not praying. So, uh, friends, I want to, I, I just want to really encourage in summary, we'll summarize real quick. Equation for happiness that when your life situation equals your life expectations. And suffering. Or, or, or unhappiness happens when you're not happy is when your life situation does not equal your life expectations. Suffering happens when your situation and expectations don't equal each other and we believe that there's nothing you can do. That's when suffering happens. And if you don't believe there's anything that you can do or take ownership of changing, then you start to blame the situation. You start blaming events in your life. Then you start blaming people and say, well, this person did this to me because someone who cares me when I was six years old, that I am the way that I am. And you start blaming people. And then the third is you start blaming yourself and that you're never going to change. You can't change. Christ can't change. But in reality, your identity is in Christ. Your identity is not the last thing. That any man being Christ is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Well, we blame these three things. We can't have change and experience suffering. But the two ways to change unhappiness and to turn pain into happiness is to change your life situation, change your change your job, you know, change your your, um, your location you're living, change your 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 change your things that you're learning, change what you're listening to, attend things like this, and you'll learn how to change um, your situation, like skills. Or number two is to change your life expectations. One of these two, and if you're trying to help others to find joy fulfillment in Christ, understand which one is is not backing up, and see which one do I have to change in order to help them draw closer to Christ and fulfill these things and not start seeking for that happiness and things that will never satisfy. Uh, this is why it's so important for us as evangelistic leaders, mission-minded uh, entrepreneurs, to be able to understand these. And then, uh, when plans don't go the way that we expect them to do, what we can do is trade our expectations for victory. And we truly believe that God loves us and thinks we as well, so we can enjoy Friends, if this has been a blessing to you, and if you enjoyed the lesson that you experienced here, I want to encourage you to um, grab a copy of the Literature Calling Daily Account Book. Because in this account book is one of the best methods, the best systems that I've ever seen for changing your life situation and to make the change, to take account of your time, to take account of your relationship, to really examine and see where are you in terms of your life expectations. A lot of people don't know what their expectations are. They're violating things in their life that they don't even know they're violating. They're unconsciously affected by these laws governing all of our results and God's work. But imagine. Aware, that you could become aware of the, the governing forces that, that shape your life, that, that influence your destiny, and, uh, and renew your mind. This gives you the questions, the principles, and 
God's word that helps you on a daily basis to check in with God and to see where are you to make the changes that are necessary that are going to last throughout eternity. And as you are able to, to, to influence yourself, you're able to influence the life of others. This Blizzard Fund Daily Council has been one of the greatest blessings that we've experienced. Students all across the world are transforming their lives, finding more fulfillment. We call um, do this Align your